Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Thanks for joining us once again. My name's Panos and today I'll be doing another Q&A. But today's a little bit different. I'll be answering the question that came in, but I'm also going to work on a little bit of theory stuff before we get to that, just for a little bit of education. And then it helps with answering the question. But I know that Hope, who sent this in through Instagram, may know these things, but then application's different. Theory is one thing, application and the pragmatic sense of training um, makes things a little bit more interesting. So we'll try to go into that. So basically today we're going to talk about when to release and when to reward our dogs or when do we do both? And a little bit of the theory here just to kind of make sense of it. And I'm going to give some scientific sort of explanation, but then I'm also going to just give you the everyday language of it, but it's good to know some of the the science as well. So we all should be familiar with what a marker is. It's a cue or a sound that announces to the dog that a reward is on its way or a particular stimu- um, stimulus will occur. And But here we're going to be talking about the reinforcement side of it. So for example, you may be familiar, we say yes means that food's on its way. And through this classical conditioning, we start to pair um, associations so dogs can can understand why and when they're going to be rewarded. So a durational marker means that when I tell the dog to sit and I say the word yes, I give him the food. Yes, I give him the food. I say, okay, he breaks position. So the durational marker means stay in position. I'm going to come to you and reinforce your behavior. A terminal marker is when I would say, if your yes is a terminal marker, you would say yes. So you tell the dog to sit rather you say, yes, he breaks position to come get your reward. And that is the completion of the behavior. And then you telling your dog that, that you're correct means that not only do, do you get the reward, but you get to get out of that position. If you have a durational mark, if you're using a durational marker for a sit, for example, you should have a release command where that terminal marker is a release. There's many different methods and it's all up to you. We'll try to give you my understanding and obviously in a limited sense with the scope of how long I've got today. But um, there's never just one way of doing this. This is the way that I've done it and developed it over the last 10 years and it changes as well depending on the function of of our markers. So it's really important. But again, talking about pet dogs, talking about the every dog, everyday Labrador at your home rather than talking about the more sophisticated side of training. We like to keep it a little bit sophisticated because that's what is really important as well to have that that focus on what it is that we're doing here. So for me, I use food as a durational marker a lot of the times and most of the time. And my understanding and theory, um, reasons for it is that if I tell my dog to go to his bed, for example, I don't want him in the house to think I say bed and I'm going to release you so we can have this big exciting action. What I want to show him is that when you go into the bed, 
you stay there until I tell you you've been good. I'll either reward you or I can tell you to come off the bed. And there's a function for that in terms of having a state of drive in the house and energy. I generally want a more calmer dog in the house. And when I'm giving you food, like I don't want you to bounce out of the bed and run to me to get that food. I want to show you, hey, I'm coming to you. I'm going to feed you. We've described, we've explained this before on the podcast, but again, everything intertwines with each other. In that situation, and I'm going to come to the question, so giving you a little bit of a background as well. So the reason why I don't want to tell my dog, um, say the use the word yes as a release command in the in the house because that keeps our dogs too jacked up, I believe, and we do want them to be a bit more calmer. Generally, when, I do, when we do our downstays, if you're using your downstays, so when you're at the coffee shop and you want to tell your dog down, I don't want him to be in this state of like, you're going to release me, you're going to release me, we're going to have this big fun game. Um, there's a different context for that. We can do that maybe in the park when it's the play time. And if you've listened to um, our earlier episode we did, we're talking about communication as being one form of dog training and the sport side of it as being the other. On the communication side of it, it has to be appropriate. How you speak to your mate when you're in the office compared to the same friend when you're on the football field is a different form of communication. So here, I want to try to keep them chill. Now, when I use my release command, which is the word okay, I would intermittently reinforce that. So I kind of, it kind of becomes a little bit of a marker. And a few reasons for that is that if I tell my dog to go to the bed and I've been heavily rewarding him for staying there and now I want him to get off the bed, and I say, okay, he's free to do whatever he likes. I've released him. He can stay on the bed if he likes, or he can get off the bed. But if he finds that there's more value staying on the bed and then he doesn't want to come off or even come towards you, and that could be a problem too. So if we, in the early days, intermittently reinforce that, okay, then he goes, oh, sometimes I get food for it. It's a good thing. But generally with markers, if I do say yes, I'm always paying it. I never just say yes and not give the food. So... um. And there's reasons for that, but we're not going to get into too much depth of it. Just make sure every time you say yes, you're giving food. With Nokia, I say bang, means I'm always throwing the ball. I never just tell her to come down, bang. We're going to talk about that in a sec. So having that durational marker shows them that. And that okay, com- that okay release command kind of becomes a terminal marker, but it's not always a guarantee for food. It just kind of keeps them in good spirits when I release them. <clears throat> Excuse me. With the um, the ball and the tug, I always use that as a terminal marker because how can you give a dog a ball and a tug if they're staying in the sit? Like it's physically impossible to receive that reinforcement. So what I do, like I typically teach my clients, say fetch when you throw when you throw the ball. You can say tug to play the game tug, or you can use whatever word you like. But those are two different markers for two different types of reinforcements. And with Nookie, it's bang. I say, bang, she knows to, that I'm about to throw the ball. So you can see it in her body. She breaks position. She goes for it. Now, if I've been in too much of a habit and context of going, which I don't do this with my dogs, but I tell her bed inside the house and she runs to it, expecting that in the past I've said bang and thrown a ball. So she'll go to the bed with intensity, but she's not relaxed. She's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. You get very flashy, awesome looking, good looking behavior. Like it looks very fa- um, impressive but I don't need that inside the house. So context does play a big part of it. I want our dogs to know when they're going to get a certain type of reward depending on the history and how much you've paid attention to training in different environments will create that. <clears throat> so with the um, with that release command or that terminal marker for the ball and the, and, the, and the tug, I would normally do those with behaviors that I do want that intensity. Like when I do middle, when I practice other tricks or when I'm working on downs in the park and stuff i 
I do want that sort of intensity where inside the house, for example, it's a little bit more chill. So what I mean by that is when she's in the park and I call her to come, she more times she's being rewarded with the ball than she has with the food. She really likes a ball in that setting. So when I ask her to come, like just yesterday I called her and she was on the other side of this little canal thing and she like full speed ran 30 meters one way, went over the little bridge, ran back towards me. I had no ball on me, but it was really good. I probably should have rewarded if I did have it on me, but that's the outcome I get because of that. So I think that's really important where we don't want them to be like edging out of behavior. Now, again, if you're working on like advanced obedience stuff and sports type, sport type of things, you would use that. So where I would then typically teach my clients is when you want to release command, I mean, a terminal marker for food, for example, or for the ball, whatever it is that's the highest value for the dog, use your clicker. The click is always a terminal marker, click, and the dog comes out of position. And what some of my clients do is that we go to bed, we say, yes, I go pay in position, but if I'm on the couch and I've said bed and I've got some food on me and I can't be bothered getting up and I want this, for example, if you want this in your house, then you can click and your dog knows a break position to come towards you. Again, I don't do much intensity stuff inside the house. I just generally give that as advice because we want that Zen temple but each to their own depending on your lifestyle. So um, so that that clicker is designed mainly for a release, um, a, a terminal marker rather. <clears throat> and um, so throat's a little bit dry today. So um, anyway, so let's go into the question. Question comes in Instagram DM from Hope Sand. She said that she's been slowly going through some of the old episodes. So if this question's been answered she apologized i don't even know if i've even answered this question before there's been so many episodes now so if it is a repeat then that's awesome for you or maybe not a good thing (laughs) you let me know my dog's marker is a word yes but when he's sitting or laying down i say yes he gets up once i give him the treat i've tried increasing the time between him fulfilling the command and me marking but he still gets up after he says after you say yes his release Word is just release, and I just use when I open the crate door or coming out of the car in those situations. It's great until I want him to move. Thanks. Well, that's all good. So obviously, this is more than just now market training. This is about knowing how to use negative reinforcement mainly um, in this situation and also maybe not going too far too quick. So we'll use the down. We tell him to down. Now, she says he gets up after the word yes. If I say yes and he gets up, then that's different where if I've said yes, I've gone and given him the food and then after he's eaten the food, he gets up. Like they're two little bit different things. One of them is that he's in anticipation, so he breaks. And it's the marker is best used as a release, not as a durational one, depending on the dog. Some dogs are a little bit more excited than others. So here we may start having to – and the problem with correcting some of this is that you don't want to be like – correcting or punishing a marker you want to be clear that it's a breaking of position so your timing has to be pretty good so that's why you want to be kind of close and then also using the appropriate gear that you use you know maybe a martingale collar or a slip lead um in working on this depending on the dog depending on what you normally use so again everything's always limited in our q a's so i tell him the down i'm standing right next to him i say yes and first of all food goes right under his chin if he's in the down where a lot of the times people say yes and give the food like eye level or a little bit above the head and the dog tends to lean forward to get that food so um once he's in the down i say yes i get that food right up under his jaw there now what i'll do is if i know that after he eats the food he thinks oh 
it's all over now and he gets up because that's what happens generally after they've eaten the food, then what I would do is I would mark reward and before I even straighten up again, I'd mark again and reward, mark again and reward, mark again. And before I even move, I would say release and then he breaks position. Because again, you, it, it may all become, it all may be a thing about your body language because you've said words, but your body has said different things. So again, without any context of watching a video, it can be hard of when he breaks. But yeah, if I say yes, give food, go to stand up again, boop, he gets up again. So if you look at the video that I just put up yesterday and I've recorded on the day that this should be released, so like on the 24th of the 7th, was it the day before that? I'm on Instagram and on Facebook and on my YouTube channel on Nutris Pooches. You can see that there's a video of me teaching it down brand new right from the beginning. And there's a few things that I do in that video that explain exactly what I'm trying to explain here so we can avoid what's what's happening at the moment and that clarity, making sure that we say down, we reward. And if it's a brand new behavior, I move my hand reward, move my hand to my lower back reward, completely move my hand away from the dog's nose and continue to reward. And then I'd say, okay offer the food away from the dog's nose and he gets up. That's what I explained in the video. And the reason for that is to show that if you stay there, I give you more food until I say, okay. And also it's about when to give the food in terms of what your body's doing. Because if you always do that whole process bent over and then you stand up and that's always the end, the dog will see you stand up and break. If you're not doing that, you're doing everything properly, the dog just not understanding or he's getting a little bit too frustrated. Make sure that you're not going too many reps of this so you can make this clear and have your slip lead or your martingale on and you've told him down, you reward, move your hand, reward, okay, and release. You do that over and over again. Then your next step would be down, reward, so yes, food, move your hand away, slowly go to stand up, mark it again, slowly go to stand up, mark again, just keep feeding when you're really close. When he, he starts to see more of that picture, and he's still not sure, what I would do is I've have him in that down. As soon as I go to stand up to that next little increment and he goes, hmm, I'm not sure what's that, what, is, what, what that's all about. Isn't that my cue to get up? And he goes to get up. I'll go, ah, or say no and put a bit of pressure onto that collar. I keep it on like a one or a two in this sort of, depending on the dog, but in this context, keep it like a two out of 10. You hold it there. It's annoying. He lays back down again. I relax that pressure, release it completely. Yes, and reward again. And then I show him if you break before I say, okay, then that's what happens. Now, again, if you're trying to do this with a – like if you had a terminal marker, that's exactly what you're doing. So maybe it's not ideal. So everything that I explained before is why you can choose what it is that you want to do there. But that's what I'll do to kind of keep that there. Now, when it comes – it would be the same thing as stepping. Maybe you would say, well, I say down, he downs, I stand up and take a step, he stays there. But the three steps, he breaks. And that's not – and then it's not maybe a marker thing. It's probably more of a um, – he just doesn't know to stay there until the release so I'd be still doing the same thing. If I've told him to down, I stand up, take that two steps and he gets up. First of all, you're probably not ready for two steps. You need to master the one step. But if it's always at that two steps, then uh-uh, go back and then put that pressure back down onto the collar, telling him that you've got to stay there. Make sure that you release your dogs before they want to get up. You should be paying attention to that pattern. And if it's always at 20 seconds or always at two steps or always when I do this, then work around that. And then know that when you've got a little bit of effort and success, release it. Finish on a positive note because you don't want to get too, too um, you don't want to confuse your dog too much, especially, especially if you're saying yes and he breaks all the time. That's different. If you're saying yes and as soon as you say yes before you even deliver the food, he breaks the position. Um, 
make sure you do everything nice and close to him and go right back to the baby steps. If it's for the sit, the sit's much easier. If I've, because the reason why it's easy is because you're, you can do the standing up generally, depending on, I'm not sure even what breed your dog is, but if he's a bit taller on you, if you're telling him to sit, you're not having to be like really down low or squatting. Where the sit, if I've said sit, and I say yes, and he gets up, I go, hey, and I put that pressure back on. He goes back into the sit, yes, and then I'd feed it immediately. So it's all about being prepared. You need you need to gear on you when you're when you're practicing at this sort of transitions there. You need some sort of tactile feedback. Now, of course, you can also have the other option if you don't want to use any pressure. Is that if you have him in the down and you say yes and he breaks, I just say no. I turn the down again. Yes, I'd feed him. Yes, feed him. If he breaks, no, and you just keep ignoring it and then just finish the session, go name and you get no food until the next training session. You can go that route as well and there's no problem with that. If it's a puppy, I'd be do- I wouldn't be expecting anything of this. Under six months old, we're just making small little progresses. Um, don't make it too complicated. But if your dog's like seven, eight, nine months and over and there's an understanding, that's when he's just breaking. He's not sure. But it sounds like there's a bit of confusion. So those are things, those are normal remedies to what i'll see but of course there's so much more like are you doing this in the backyard compared to outside how hungry is your dog blah, blah, blah. there's so many different variables but that's giving you a little bit of um, understanding of markers and what sort of markers we're going to give what's a release command when should you release the dog and you're right if i want him to just come out of the crate we just say okay or out of the car or if i've told him to sit and i want to cross the road okay that's where your release command or in your case it's release it's not associated with food. And actually, usually, and I've been doing this more recently, if a dog's reactive, but I don't want to feed him because we're getting on the, we're progressing through the training where we're not going to be always using food. And I'm standing there, a dog walks past us, telling him to look, he looks at me, okay. And then we continue walking. So the release command in that moment, in that context, was more rewarding than maybe giving him food. Or at least I showed him, well, if you want to continue walking, you have to check in on me. And that way there's, there's a bit more of a etiquette on the leash and how your dog participates with the world is how they conduct themselves with us. They have to, for them to experience the world, I want them to experience it through me. And making all of this clear sharpens your relationship a lot more. It gets you into a point of you're getting to like... The, you're getting into the weed of dog in the weeds of dog training, which is pretty cool because you can practice more and you can find more joy in it. But it can't. But these little tiny nuances to everything, you may not get all of that through this medium. Even through a video, it can be even tough. So that's where that one-on-one stuff is is, is more handy. Or even if I was to see a video and we did something through Zoom or, or even if you sent in a video, it'd be a, bit, a little bit easier. But even then, there are some things about dog training and most of it is that um, it doesn't matter how you perceive this through here. It's Once I'm there and I show you, it's a, it looks or feels different. And there is a feeling to it as well. So have your timing, making sure um, hopefully I covered everything. Um, if there's any questions about this, you know, hit us up. Um, and hope everyone, especially people in Australia, are staying well and we're um, – dealing with the current climate of of the um, of the nation and of the world um it's all very stressful times for everyone so stay strong stay happy and stay healthy do um everything you can to look after yourself look after your family mind body heart and spirit um, all the time however you do it um stay on top of it don't um don't get your head underwater keep keep your head and your shoulders up above so um you know we're all going through this together if you need any help or support you know we're here as well because we are a community of people that have like minds and like hearts. And of course our dogs are here 
to um to help us heal our world, but also we're here to help them and we need us us people to stay together too. So anyway, we think about everyone. Um, thanks again for listening. Much love to you all and have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. Please like, rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit nooches Thank you and stay tuned for next time.